If you're trying to stay focused on getting work done and eating throughout the day is something you think about, have to decide, and you're not sure what to do, and you just wish an option was available where the right meal with all of the specifications you want be available to you, easy to make, under two minutes, well, luckily for you, Factor is available where you have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie. And you can enjoy over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons to help you make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? You can get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking up for something fast that's upscale option done very easily. It's flexible on your schedule where you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep necessary. They're 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup necessary. Head to factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and use code sellingwithlove50 to get 50% off. That's code sellingwithlove50 at factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and you'll get 50% off. Not bad. A major trap that people mentally fall into of, oh my God, LinkedIn is a professional network. I have to be professional. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders. Rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Valley podcast. We're about to get started with another amazing guest who's sharing incredible insights. And I want to make sure that you are aware that all of this is made possible by Mind Valley. And right now, Mind Valley has an amazing package that you can take advantage of called All Access. If you haven't heard of it before, this is basically getting every single quest of Mind Valley available to you for an annual price of under $600. And the best part is you can get started, have a test drive if you've never done a quest before, and see how amazing this transformational material is. If for any reason you feel is not what you're looking for, you're always eligible for a refund within the first 30 days. So I urge you to go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. That way you'll be able to take advantage of this incredible offer and it will support our shows and free content such as superhumans at work that you get to listen to twice a week. So go in there, check out the quests that are available. All the information will be on that page, which is mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, where you can also find this link in the show notes. And now let's get started with our episode. Hey, everybody, this is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. We're going to have an incredible guest today who's coming in for round two. We had such an incredible time on the first episode. And if you haven't listen to it yet. This is going to be one of those that you need to go back into the podcast, find Mark Metry, how to deal with social anxiety. It was a mind-blowing episode that people said, hey, can you bring this guy back? Can we talk more with Mark? And I said, absolutely. And he's with us here now. And we're going to be talking about something absolutely critical and very different at this time. Because if you want to go out there and stand out, you want to be an expert. You want to grow within your career. You want to start a business. Personal branding is becoming more important than ever. If you listen to one of our past episodes with Alex Mendosian, who spoke about how one of the biggest things you need to capture today is attention. How do you get attention? You want to be coming first of mind present for the people that think about you as that expert. LinkedIn is one of those growing platforms. Now, a lot of people are on Instagram. 
LinkedIn has been someone that's also lagging behind and also one of those popular networks. I struggle a little bit about being as active there than on Instagram. But here, Mark is going to show us some of the tactics that he's been using that grew his following to over 70,000. And he's probably going to correct me because I know it keeps growing. He's been followed by renowned people, has been able to connect with incredible people. He's the host of the Humans 2.0 podcast, which is doing phenomenal with over 500 episodes. And he even wrote a book on screw being shy. This incredible gentleman is going to come here, share some nuggets. You're going to want to have a pen. You're going to want to have a pad and we're going to be having a good time. Mark, welcome back to Superhumans at Work. My brother, thank you so much for having me, man. It's so great to be here. And yeah, man, you know, I I would just like to start this off by saying I, you know, really, you know, woke up in like 2015, 2016 in my life. And that was helped by Mind Valley. That was helped by vision. I started learning about all these things like meditation And I really struggled with social anxiety. I really struggled with being shy. I was the kid who could never talk to people, always sat in the back of the classroom, never spoke up, didn't want anybody to hear my story. None of that. Just wanted to be invisible. But as eventually I I broke out of that, one of the first things that I did sort of randomly that really ended up creating my career was stumbling across LinkedIn. And I was on LinkedIn for a totally different reason. It was before I had my podcast even. But as I started my podcast, like literally like episode three, episode four, episode five, some of the people who I interviewed were business leaders. And a lot of them were speaking to me off camera about LinkedIn. And so I jumped on LinkedIn. I recorded this weird video in like 60 seconds because there was this challenge on LinkedIn called hashtag let's get honest. And I literally just recorded a video about how I'm just like trying to, you know, fight against social anxiety. You know, I felt like I was always hiding it throughout my entire life. I put it up there. And over the years, I've really doubled down on this platform. And LinkedIn has led me to my greatest successes. It got me my first big guest on my podcast. I got my first speaking engagement from LinkedIn. I got my first big Fortune 500 client from LinkedIn. I got featured on Forbes through LinkedIn. I got a TEDx talk through LinkedIn. I got featured on documentary search. Literally the biggest achievements I can look back to, I can trace them all from LinkedIn. And again, I just want to reiterate, like I'm not vision. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't someone who was already well established. And so I sort of just came on here, just tried my best. And I think I'm at like 93,000 followers or something like that on LinkedIn. Going to hit 100K soon. But regardless, it's like a real world tool. You know what I mean? It's not just followers. It's not just views. It's not just, you know, whatever live streams. It's the real world network out there. And and especially now post-COVID time, I think it's especially more valuable than ever, man. So yeah, I literally just randomly discovered LinkedIn. And then ever since then, I've been on a runaway train and I've, you know, helped countless leaders and companies do the same thing. And it's truly phenomenal, man. So thank you for inviting me back here. This is awesome. And I love that you'd opened up with exactly what I think people need to hear because we've all been hesitating. Like we're all kind of doing that dance where we're like, oh, I'm going to be on LinkedIn, but I'm not on LinkedIn. And then here, like you're talking about, you just, you went on it with an intention. You did it and you started with no background, no funding. Like you just went in and did certain activities that seem very human. And here you are seeing all of the results that are extremely tangible because I feel like the chase on Instagram, like 
you're getting more followers for the sake of more followers to compare to other people that might have more followers. And then you need to get more followers to be a more followed person to be. And it's like, I don't see the tangibility as much as what I seem to hear from the stories I get from LinkedIn. And I always tell this story where at one time I shared this like piece of advice and content. It was an extract from the book, like selling with love. And I was just like, okay, you got to sell from love. And it was just like a one minute video. Right. And I go on LinkedIn, I post it and I don't have a big following on LinkedIn. And it's like a couple of people went to comment. They were like, this was helpful. This is awesome. And then I posted the same thing on Instagram and the person just commented like, oh, wow, bro, you haven't shaved in a long time. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's, <laughs> that's not the impact I'm looking to make. And then the other thing is like, you hear the TikTok is like, yeah, I got like hundreds of thousands of views. And it's like, what is the impact that that's doing? So what have you noticed as you've explored all these different platforms and what makes that LinkedIn just a little different? Yeah, man. So first off, I love your story about the shaven beard. Like I, I'm definitely going to steal that because I think if you could capture like the difference between Instagram and LinkedIn, it would be that story. But no, I mean, this is the reality, right? So LinkedIn was bought by Microsoft about like four years ago. And ever since then, because Microsoft is smart, they're trying to create systems. They're trying to create ecosystems. And so they were like, hey, we have this massive platform of like professional career guidance, which, you know, LinkedIn was originally known for. I remember having a LinkedIn account since high school, literally just going on there, putting in a resume, everybody sort of just knowing LinkedIn as an online resume platform. But ever since Microsoft bought it, they have made this switch. And as a result, they have been able to sort of take this business network where a lot of you know, heads of HR, CMOs, CEOs are on there originally for recruiting. And then now it's sort of become a content ecosystem. And so personally for me, you know, I've been on the internet, man, since probably like 2011. I remember starting a YouTube channel in 2011 before there were people who had like millions of subscribers. And I remember at that time, if you had a YouTube channel, your YouTube channel basically did really well. Right. And so I remember like my videos were getting tens of thousands of views and I post something and get like 500,000 views and it was so crazy stuff. And the reality is just none of that even helped me. You know, like there was no real world value from it. And so I definitely think that there can be real world value from Instagram and TikTok. I'm not an expert in Instagram, TikTok. I'm sure, you know, you could have some people on here that could, you know, tell you otherwise. But for me, as someone who does not have, you know, like a 500 person team to like, you know, help me create content and do all these different things. For me, I think one of the biggest things is the ability to reach sort of the business network very easily. Right. And so what I mean is if you think about LinkedIn, let's say if you could break down LinkedIn into like 10 people, right. Just for visualization representations, maybe you could say, three or four of those people are either searching for a job or looking for a better career in any kind of industry. You can maybe say three of those people are in leadership positions. They're executives, they're founders of companies, they're CMOs. Then you could say the other percentage of that, two or three are entrepreneurs, people who are creators. And so when you sort of look at this map, maybe compared to Instagram, you know, maybe it's like, five out of 10 people on Instagram are just sort of like, you know, random, random people that are just like consuming content. You know, maybe they have a job, maybe they don't, I have no idea. And then maybe Instagram, maybe it's like one, two, three 
of them are entrepreneurs, are creators, or maybe executives or people in leadership positions. And so just the percentage of people who are in more leadership positions is much, much, much greater on LinkedIn. And there's a variety of reasons for that. When you look inside of company cultures, inside of like major companies, a lot of the times social media will be something that is maybe banned, put on a blacklist, it's refrained from, but yet LinkedIn gets a completely free pass because a lot of people are using it for recruiting. A lot of people are using it like salespeople to send in-mail messages. And so just like the acceptability of LinkedIn in the business world is just much, much, much greater. Now, could you make an argument and say like, hey, if you want to reach 14-year-olds, you probably shouldn't be on LinkedIn. You probably shouldn't put in all your marbles there. But just in terms of the people, it's the best. And that's how I've been able to you know, really grow my career because there are so many event organizers. There are so many people who are like organizing conferences, podcast hosts, journalists are so big on LinkedIn. So many of them use LinkedIn as like an underground network. It's how I've been featured in Inc. Magazine, Forbes, a lot of these different places. And so really the biggest thing is the people. The people on LinkedIn are all career development oriented. And so If people are more oriented towards career growth, they also may be oriented towards, you know, personal growth, self-development. And, you know, I talk a lot about mindset. I have a book, I have a podcast. And so it fits in quite perfectly. And the reality is, is that, you know, there's no such thing as sort of like a formula, but there are like some basics that, you know, I have literally given to my clients, I've given to my friends and the ones that are actually able to execute I mean, dude, a year or two later, their career is in a completely different position. But I think honestly, the real danger, the real trap is just like, you know, I think about it now, if I never was on LinkedIn, I would be like, wait, should I be on LinkedIn or should I make my move towards TikTok? Or should I try to focus on Instagram reels, you know, and all the other 600 social media posts. And so I think the main thing is there's just so many that people don't know how to choose until somebody sits you down and they're like, hey, listen, I'm not going to give you a promise. I'm not going to give you a guarantee because that doesn't really exist in life. So for example, my boy Miguel right here in the Instagram live, this guy, I'll tell you specifically his story because I think it speaks to what I'm saying. This guy found my podcast episode randomly. That's about mental health. It was like episode 240 and he listens to it. His entire perspective on mental health shifts He's now like, oh my God, I can now openly talk about mental health on LinkedIn. He starts going hard on LinkedIn. Now he's got a huge following. There are literally so many people like that. There was someone before who did the same exact thing. There was a lady before in the Instagram live. Her name is June. I posted a 30-day LinkedIn challenge two months ago. And she did it. And now she's posting on LinkedIn every single day. And she's like built an entire business off it already. So that's like a perfect example of it. But really it's like, until someone tells you like I did with Miguel or these other people that have been able to use it, you just don't know, right? Because I think as humans, in terms of like our psychology, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to commit anything unless we know that there are going to be results, that there are going to be sort of like a real world promise. But there are no real promises. It's only based off your work ethic. It's only based off your systems. It's only based off your consistency and desire to learn. That's like the biggest thing that I would sort of kick off to like introduce 
the LinkedIn platform. <laughs> I love it. And if you are tuning into this, you're still listening and LinkedIn has been that place you might want to have been going a little more aggressive on. You're going to hear directly from Mark. You know, these are enough reasons that should make you realize that this is a platform that you should be there. The people that are there are the ones that you'll want to connect with when it comes to your professional network, to your career, to your entrepreneurship. You're going to see that people there are there with intention, a lot more intention than when you see the other platforms. And if you hear us making some references to Instagram Live, if you follow myself and Mark, we sometimes do these behind the scenes podcast recordings on Instagram. We'll make sure that in the show notes, our tags are there. You should follow both of us and you can interact with us live during these podcasts. Now, Mark, I wanted to break this down. Maybe you have a better way of breaking this down, but when I think of LinkedIn and the steps that hold me back from going, like there's three major elements, I guess, that come to mind first, which is one, like what's the minimum setup that I need to have? Two is kind of like, what should I be consuming there? And three is like, what should I be producing there? And I'm excluding anything about like directly, I want to keep the sales stuff on the side for now, but if I'd be breaking it down this way, like setup, you know, consumption and creation, is that a good way to start? And do you have some advice on these three? Yeah, and I love this, Jason. And honestly, you know, I think, you know, to be quite frank, I also think it'd be really helpful for this episode and, and the audience for you to just selfishly use this yourself. You've been trying to go on LinkedIn, you have, but I think it'd be really useful. So in terms of the setup, to be honest with you, I don't really think you need a setup. And what I mean is this, you know, right now on your podcast, you've got a beautiful camera set up, you've got a beautiful, you know, microphone, you look all sharp and professional. I totally think you could record videos like that, for example. But I also think if you record a video on your phone, you'd also be totally fine. And to be quite honest with you, I have seen in the long term people who have more not so professional setups, like recording something on your phone, I have honestly seen them do better in the long term. And that's weird. Like I see people who they have like really beautiful cameras, like they have a really nice setup. And they post a video and it doesn't do nearly as well as, you know, holding up your phone. And like, for example, using the, the clips app on your iPhone that does auto captions. And so to be honest with you, I think a lot of people just overthink the setup. You know, maybe if you have like 500,000 followers, then you can think of like, you know, changing your setup and making it all professional. But to be quite honest with you, I think that this is very much a major trap that people mentally fall into of, oh my God, LinkedIn is a professional network. I have to be professional. And of course, like, you know, don't swear, don't incite violence. You know what I mean? But in terms of the technical aspect, in terms of the actual setup, I think that people overlook this so much. But the one setup is the one setup that is going to get you to execute as consistently as possible. And so if you're like, Hey, in order for me to do well on LinkedIn, I need to have a great setup, but then that great setup needs me to use, you know, some pro camera and this microphone and I can't do that every day of the week and I can only do that once a week. Oh, how am I going to post on LinkedIn? That's the trap that people fall into. If you have a phone, you have the setup, to be honest with you. What was the number two, Jason? You said creation. The two is the consumption. And I wanted to bring this up because I feel like I've had consumption exhaustion. And when I think of like the Instagram or the Facebook and I'm, I'm looking at LinkedIn and I'm like, do I want to even consume content there? Is it worth doing? Am I just producing? So I just want to get some advice on that. Dude, this is a major topic. I think this is going to be an even bigger problem as we like advance just because of you know, quarantine, our phones, like it's basically become our social life. 
So I think this is a major issue for everybody and for every platform. But for me, for example, I love LinkedIn because, you know, I follow a very small amount of people on there. And so for the most part, when I go on LinkedIn, I am just shown all the things that I love and all the people that I respect and all the people that I can learn from. And so, you know, like, for example, like you can follow hashtags too, but to be quite honest with you, like I just follow a handful of people. And so when I go on LinkedIn, I'm doing that. And then the second thing that I would also say on that note is like, before I create any content during the day, I try my best to consume no content at all, because I find that if I'm in a spot where I haven't created anything and then my brain's like, Oh, what should I create? What should I create? What should I create? And then I'm like, huh, let me go to LinkedIn or let me go to Instagram for ideas. And then I'll go there and I'm like, Oh, Oh wait, what are they posting? Oh my, Oh, this has 600 likes. Oh, this has like 10 billion views. Ah, you know, I was going to post it. Oh, but then, so like for me personally, I can't do that. Like it messes with my psychology. I don't know why, but for me, it's just like before I create I got to make sure I don't consume anything. And I sort of like, I meditate and I let myself sort of create based on what I have in my internal world. That's the biggest thing. And then and the second thing too, is just like, I think LinkedIn has a way better system in terms of this compared to Instagram, for example. And I was on Instagram yesterday, you know, I was on the explore page. I've like tried to change my algorithm so much, you know, like there's features that you can do where if like there's a post and you don't like it, you can hold it down and you can say not interested or don't show me this again. But dude, the Instagram algorithm sucks, man. I'm swiping through stories. I get an ad every three seconds for like some political or like some pharmaceutical drug or like some marketing thing. And then I like go to my discover page, see some chicken, like a bikini. And I get like mad distracted. I'm like, wait, what, wait, like what, what am I even doing? And then, and then like, I see all the, like these entrepreneur posts of just like Elon Musk and like Warren Buffett saying like, don't go to sleep at night. You know, who's sleeping is for losers. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think that there's just much, much, much less of that on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is just like people trying to post like inspirational type stuff. They're trying to post recruiting career type advice for people who need it. Maybe it's sales people trying to sell something. There's good and bad on every platform. But I think personally for me, it's just like trying to control your algorithm by unfollowing the right people, by following the right hashtags, by saying you're not interested. And then also making sure that you're creating from your head first compared to, you know, consuming. Maybe that doesn't work for everybody, but for me, nah, man, like I'm too insecure for that. I'm going to start comparing everybody. And then especially if I haven't, like personally, I think I'm an Instagram noob, right? So I think I suck at Instagram. And so for me, I get more insecure on Instagram. So if I see someone post something on Instagram, like, uh, you know, what is that? Whereas maybe for you, it may be LinkedIn more. You know what I mean? And so it's totally different, but consumption is going to be an, an even bigger and bigger topic, especially as the months and years go on. Yeah. And then in terms of like what to create on LinkedIn, this is the biggest thing that I would say. So I think that there are three forms of meta content, at least at a very basic level. And you can switch these up. But at a most basic form, number one, it is like your expertise, which is like, what would somebody hire you for, right? And so that could be, for example, you, Jason, that could be your sales book. That could even be like, you know, what you do at Mind Valley. Number two form of content is your story, 
right? And so anything from your personal experience, any lessons, your values, sort of the pillars of your brand. And then number three is collaborative content. And that's interviews, that's live streaming. There's a mix of all of these, but like at a very, very basic level, that's it. And then I think next that you should look at is like, what is the best form? What is the best medium that I should do this in? Should I write stuff down? Am I a good writer? Should I, you know, go outside, you know, in the park and take pictures of nature and then write poems? You know what I mean? I don't know. Or should I record videos? So I think the biggest thing in terms of LinkedIn is if you are new on the platform, what I would do is I would focus heavily on videos. And the reason why is because I do less videos now, but I personally think that's because my brand on LinkedIn is a little bit more established. And I personally am not a massive fan of videos. But the reason why I say videos is because we are in a really interesting age now in social media where... I'm not trying to bring anybody down. I think this is fine, but we're in an age where basically you can hire a ghostwriter or you can get your assistant to just like copy and paste articles and text posts on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on whatever. And then that's not, again, that's not bad. Sometimes that's a smart thing to do. But what I'm saying is if you're new on LinkedIn and nobody knows who you are and you have 800 followers or even you have like 4,000 followers, I would start posting videos because that is a way of almost just like establishing your trust and your credibility because you're literally showing up. And here's the thing. Don't do anything complicated. You don't need to do like some crazy montage. You don't need to do some crazy professional thing. Like literally just share like, what do I think would genuinely be the most helpful thing for somebody in my network, for somebody in my circle, for somebody in my industry, for somebody that I could help? that they could see today. And if you do that every single day and you show up every single day, that's how you really get established. For me, I posted a video almost every single day in like 2018 and like the first half of 2019. And that really, really helped establish who I was. And so I went in with my sort of personality. I went in with my values. You know, I went in with like, hey guys, here's who I am. Here's my story. And if you have a podcast, if you're doing something where you're able to collaborate with other people and all of a sudden you start introducing your audience to experts, to credible people, then people are going to be like, all right, so Jason is out here. He's showing up every day as himself and he's introducing us to the best ideas, to the best lessons, to the best tips and to the best people that he possibly could. This person is a must that everybody should follow in sales. This is a must everyone should follow in podcasting and edutech. You know what I mean? And so you get known for a category, for a topic. And the reality is, is that, you know, compared to Instagram, for example, where, you know, you've got all the Jay Shetty's and Gary V's and people who've got millions of followers, you could do this on LinkedIn and, and become much more successful compared to, I think, if you did the same exact strategy on Instagram, just because of the state of the platform right now. But does that make sense? 
Yeah, it does make sense. And just to recap it for everybody here, as far as the setup, you know, what we're really making sure that, you know, Mark wants to make sure that you are not hesitating. Like that's the setup is don't put any roadblocks in your way. Don't think about the camera. Don't think about the audio. Just think about having that cadence and the process so that the content keeps coming out. And a suggestion here is just to be comfortable just doing the quick videos because that's a way that you can show up as yourself. Consumption is basically be very careful on how you curate your content. And the beauty is on LinkedIn, there's so much more intentional. It's so much more focused and a lot less distracting as what you would see on Instagram. And so when you go there, you can actually curate with the things you want to see so that you can actually go out there and be inspired by it. But of course, the great tip here is if you're going to be going to create yourself, perhaps you'd want to consider a meditation before consuming content where you can actually get clear on your own thoughts and ensure that you're going to be showing up there as yourself without any of that mental clutter. And third and most important is how do you show up? How do you create content? Showing up daily, just doing it, Three types of posts that you can start with is showing your expertise, whatever career you're at, whatever product that you're delivering, whatever service you create, just speak about that in a way that can help people. Don't care about the likes, don't care about the views, start doing it daily. Just doing that is going to be showing up and just showing up is the first step to becoming someone that can actually reach more people when it comes to LinkedIn. Number two, stories. Talk about your background, talk about your values so that people can relate more to you. And it just shows more of that authenticity, which is what everybody's looking for. As Mark said earlier, big brands have tried to create magical social media campaigns and they come out sterile, unrelatable and fail. Here, you're actually being yourself is what people are looking for. And you can do that by sharing some stories that really talk about the values and what you care about. And then finally, find ways to do some collaborations, whether you have a podcast, whether you invite people to do some interviews, whether you just write to somebody to maybe pitch in on an idea or feature the ideas of somebody else and then talk to them to say that you've credited them, you can start doing some very powerful partnerships, which Mark brings me to the last pillar, which is outside of the content creation and the, the marketing side of LinkedIn, which is more of my field, the sales side of LinkedIn. And so what I've noticed is LinkedIn is the place I go with. Like any person that I want to interview, I basically do two things. I find their emails. I write them an email. I find them on LinkedIn and I tell them that I emailed them. I always add a connection. I add a note and I just talk about how I admire their work and that I'm really looking forward to connect with them. Maybe they have a better email to suggest to me. So I wanted to hear some of your ideas. Like when it comes to using LinkedIn, like do you aggressively find everybody? Do you have a list of people and how do you usually approach them? Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I just want to clarify, I think it's important to build in habits, right? And so, for example, you know, if you look at sort of posting a video every day as like, oh my God, then don't do that. You know, set yourself a regular cadence and maybe do every other day, you know? And so, but I think the main thing is just building a habit of consistency, building it in. And then once it's established inside of your mind, then, you know, work your way up or, you know, maybe do other forms of content if that's something that, is interesting to you. But yeah, in terms of the sales side, you know, I think LinkedIn is, is really a beautiful place for this. You know, almost every single person that I've talked to who has spent a significant amount of time selling on LinkedIn and then also other platforms, almost all of them will tell you the buying power on LinkedIn is uncomparable compared to other platforms. And again, that's because, you know, a lot of people who are on LinkedIn, you know, are not like 18 year olds, you know, they're like CEOs, they're entrepreneurs, they're people who have money and there's a bigger percentage of them there compared to, I think, most social media platforms. And so the biggest thing that I would say, you know, in terms of like selling on LinkedIn is you have to build almost like a path for your buyer. And what I mean is this, right? So 
for example, like, you know, I have a LinkedIn course. I also have a podcast course, right? And so a lot of the times what I'll end up doing is I'll sort of have like a daily practice, a daily post where I'm trying to promote either one of these things. And, you know, obviously you shouldn't be like, hey guys, go buy my stuff, you know, in the first line or anything like that. You know, same rules as Instagram or anything like that. But I think the biggest thing is setting some sort of a path. And so what I mean is like, for example, I'll make a post, you know, like about my story. You know, I'll do like one of those whole challenges of how it started versus how it's going, for example. And like, maybe I'll post a picture of like, you know, me in like my basement or like my college dorm room on like my laptop hosting a podcast to like, you know, now when I'm like sitting down with like Jay Shetty, you know, for example. And so I think having some sort of a story where I'm like, hey guys, you know, I was someone who just sort of popped up on LinkedIn. I was somebody who just sort of like started a podcast. I didn't think much of it. You know, I had a lot of doubts, just trying to be honest with sort of my thought process, just to be honest with how I was thinking and then be like, and then I've been able to learn you know, X, Y, and Z through, you know, a lot of the failures that I've been able to make, you know, a lot of the unbearable (laughs) amounts of time that I've spent slaving away at my laptop, just trying to learn something for hours. And then what I'll do is, you know, I'll kind of say like, Hey, if you, if you're interested in any of the things that I talked about, podcasting, LinkedIn, you know, don't hesitate to, to reach out to me, or maybe I'll even ask a question and I'll say like, Hey, have you ever thought of starting a podcast or, you know, maybe not something direct like that, but ask a question, get people to respond back to you. And then what you can do is if someone really is interested and maybe like, huh, you know, Mark, I see he has a podcast company, he's doing LinkedIn stuff and they click on your profile. When they click on your profile, that should be like a path that can take them to where they can buy something from you. And so they click on your name they see, you know, Mark Metry, they see the tagline, founder of Growcast, blah, blah, blah. And then there are various things that you can do. So for example, LinkedIn has a feature where you can add attachments onto your profile. And so if you add an attachment, for example, that's maybe like a video, another video, and it's like, hey, here are three steps to starting a podcast, for example. You know, maybe it's like another free piece of content. And there's a link and it says, hey, you know, want to learn more, go to Growcast, check out our link. And so they'll go to Growcast, they'll go to our company page. And there's maybe like different forms of testimonials or different people that we've worked with. The best part about LinkedIn is that it really provides like this beautiful ecosystem where you can sell to somebody in a way where it's not exactly like, hey, go buy my stuff. But it's not exactly like you're trying to ignore it and you're trying to like, you know, not even talk about it. Right. And so you can use your profile in ways that can show you proof that can show you sort of validation that can show you results in a way where if someone is genuinely interested, they go to your profile, they see who you've worked with. There's a link there. They can click it. That's how a lot of the times, like how a lot of like sales in general, like for my courses and for other things happen. And then a lot of the times too, the biggest thing that I would say on top of that is most people use LinkedIn for selling. And what they do is they just send mass messages. They just send mass in-mails, right? And again, I don't think there's something wrong with this, but I think there's a right and a wrong way to do it, right? And so I'm not a believer in like cold emailing, cold messaging. I'm sure it works for some people. I personally am not a fan of it, but what I'll do for example, is like, this is the best way to do it, right? 
make posts every day about podcasting, about LinkedIn, about your, whatever you're trying to sell your expertise. Look at who comments on your post and then literally just send them a personalized connection request and say, Hey John, Hey Mary, you know, I saw that you were interested in podcasting and LinkedIn. I just wanted to say, if you have any questions for me or any way I can help you, feel free to reach out. And on top of that, send them like a voice message. You get that personalization. No, that's great. The second thing I'd also like to say, LinkedIn also came out with this feature called polls, right? So Instagram has polls, but LinkedIn's feature is much, much better. And so what you can do with polls is, and anybody can create a poll, you hit create poll and you can literally ask, for example, hey, have you ever thought of starting a podcast, for example? And then you can have the first option be like, yes, but I'm going to do it in the future. Option number two, yes, I want to, but I'm confused, not sure where to start. Number three is yes, and I'm starting it and I'm doing it right now. Fourth is, eh, no, nah, not really. I think it's stupid. And then five is like, never. You can put a poll like that and then polls do much better because, you know, maybe it works the same way with Instagram, but, you know, anytime LinkedIn puts out a new feature, they always push it to the top. And so polls are kind of new. But anyway, you can put up a poll get people that answered all different kinds of questions, look back to that later, and then LinkedIn literally tells you exactly who voted. And so you can literally go to the people who said, yes, I want to start a podcast, for example, but I'm confused or whatever you're trying to sell. And then literally just send them a message. Just say, hey, I saw you voted on my poll. Again, I just want to be sort of a supporter. If I can help you anyway, if my company can help you, don't hesitate to reach out. And so, you know, you can do things like that. You can say, hey, we have a we're doing like a free training, send them something. And so that's the best way that I would sort of recommend selling. Do it in a way where you are engaging based off the content that you're putting out there and the people who are already coming to you. And so that is the number one thing that I would say. So it's sort of like a mix between organic content and also like reaching out and kind of doing it. And you'd be surprised how little people do this or, you know, send a voice message or even personalize anything that if you are a real person with a real story and you genuinely want to help people and you take this extra step, you would be surprised to see how far this can get you. And it's crazy, dude. Like I will literally go to my LinkedIn messages and I'll get like a message. Like, for example, I got a message today from someone and they said, Hey Mark, I just bought your podcast course and I'm CEO of this company and I want to hire you to like help us build out the actual podcast. And I scrolled up in our LinkedIn messages and he literally asked me a question in 2018 <laughs> about LinkedIn. It wasn't even about podcasts. And I responded with a voice message a year later, all this played out. And so you have no idea what happens if you could just be yourself and then find the proper tools to scale your human voice. And so instead of, you know, sending the button, one button to send 600 messages at once, do a little bit more research, do a little bit more data, post something, see who responds back, message them, look at their profile, see if there's any ways you can help them offer your line of support. And that's how it's actually done. And very little people do that. And the ones who do do it, you are rewarded greatly. Brother, you're speaking the language of selling with love. And I think it is absolutely 
Perfect. This has been a phenomenal conversation around LinkedIn. And you know, it's almost unfortunate because I know how much more you have. You have your own course on LinkedIn. And for those who are interested, we'll put a link in the show notes so you can discover Mark's LinkedIn course if you want to go deeper. Matter of fact, you should just go ahead and follow him on LinkedIn right now as you're listening to this, because just by watching him on LinkedIn, I'm getting advice on how to get better on LinkedIn because he regularly posts that too. So he's definitely someone you want to watch, follow, get engaged with. And I want to acknowledge one of our listeners of Superhumans at Work that's also watching on the live stream on Instagram, Aiden. When we talk about voice messages, we're talking about sending a message that's in a voice format. So that way it's actually personalized and it is you. It comes out as authentically. Nobody else wrote it for you. And that's a powerful thing. And to recap it for everybody listening, we went deep into LinkedIn here. And what I want to stress is the beginning. Mark really made sure to make you understand that when you go on LinkedIn with an intention of building a professional network, there's no better place to be. The CEOs are there. The professionals are there. The people that are building careers are there. The other people in your industry are there. And you have an opportunity to connect with these people, which we have never had before in our lives. A lot of the other platforms has a lot of abilities of distracting us. A lot of people that are there, not with any intention aside from being distracted and distracting you. And so when you go on LinkedIn, you go with intention, you go with purpose. When we talked about kicking it off, how do you start on LinkedIn? Basic profile setup. You don't need anything more than your phone and you can create content instantly. Whether the written form is your most comfortable or the video form is the most comfortable, you do what actually allows you to build that habit because the habit is really what is the foundation you need to be able to start building followers and having incredible reach. If you're doing consumption on LinkedIn as a less distracted platform, you'll see that so many people are providing great value. So you can go choose who to follow, realize that these are going to be powerful nuggets of information that will inspire through the day, make you learn through the day. And always reminds me that when I go and follow someone like Mark Metry, I'm always getting incredible insights and you can do the same too. And when you get into that content, posting cadence, do it daily do it in the form that's comfortable. And it's a process of doing it. Now, as I teach this, as I'm recapping, what Mark has told us is also advice that I'm taking on for myself. And so this is really important. You want to build that habit because it is super important and the potential is huge. And if you're in any kind of sales role, you're connecting with other people. My personal tip that I always give is if you're doing a connection request, add a note, don't do it on your mobile, do it on your desktop. So you can add a note because I know whenever I get connection requests, if there's no note, I can't relate. I don't have the time, but every time there's a note, I always always respond personally. And I always am happy to connect with these people. So definitely come and connect with me as well. And don't forget to add that note. If you're doing any kind of sales activity, don't just blatantly send thousands of messages to everybody. Do it with love. How do you do that? Whatever content that you're posting, see how with the engagement that you're having with the people that like your comment, you can start conversations. And you can do that when you see them. You can use the polls feature, which is a powerful feature you can use now. And LinkedIn might become the new social network where you go spend your time. Now, the only thing I'm going to be waiting for is for LinkedIn to give me permission to do live streams so I can start interviewing people like I do on Instagram because it is the platform that I want to move over to. I know, Mark, you're able to do that. I'm hoping I can get some instructions on how to do that as well. But for everybody listening, thank you so much for coming on this episode. I hope to connect with each and every one of you on LinkedIn so we can have a powerful cadence of us going out there, posting regularly, and building a following of the people that we really want to inspire to make the impact that we really want to do. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming in and sharing this incredible wisdom. It's always a pleasure to have you and I'm glad you're back. I don't know if we have time. Can I say like one more thing if possible? Of course you can. Okay. Actually, two things real quick. You can send a personalized connection request on your phone, but what you have to do is don't hit connect. There's like three little dots. And if you hit that, then there'll be personalized connection requests. Number two thing is I have a theory. I think the biggest thing that stops people with LinkedIn is that 
most people already have LinkedIn accounts, whether it's through their job or through their school, where it's something different of like joining TikTok. And the reason why I think that's an issue is because so many of us have sort of our old groups of people, the people we went to school with, the people we volunteered with, the people we went to a job with. And a lot of us want to start posting content that we may think of our head of like not acceptable, you know, or like different than everyone else. And so I think that's the biggest thing that stops people from posting on LinkedIn. It's that their connection, their network from their previous lives is already on there. And so when they post that, they don't want to conflict. But the biggest thing to realize is that yeah, there are going to be people from your school who see you, but some percentage of them will be inspired. Some percentage of them will just not care. And so I think that's the biggest thing that stops people. So don't look at it like that. Look at it as sort of like a new slate, a new platform, and just go for it and give it two years later and your future self will thank you. And Jason, dude, thank you so much for, for having me on. And yeah, I, you know, anyone feel free to follow me, look at what I'm doing, study what I'm doing. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram, on LinkedIn. I appreciate you all. Jason, your summaries are the best and you're a great podcast host. You're going to be great no matter what you do in the future, man. So thank you so much for having me on, dude. Mark, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thanks again for that additional content and everybody else. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks again for tuning in to Superhumans at Work, which is always brought to you by Mindvalley. Know that All Access is our greatest offer where all of amazing quests in every area of your life are made available for you for under $2 a day. Simply go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, and then you'll get a chance to uncover all of the available journeys that you can go through to improve every single area of your life. Mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman is where you'll get all the information and you'll get to see what it's like to be part of a tribe of people looking to always improve and do the best possible in the world by starting with themselves. Thanks so much for tuning in and until next time, stay superhuman. My name is Jason Campbell and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.